We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Hold on, I can't find my phone. I can't, Hold on. Oh, I'm sitting on it. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibelle. Last episode, I had mentioned that I started a new job. Yes. So I've been spending a lot more time away from my doggos, and I kind of miss them a lot, and they miss me a lot. They haven't been handling you being gone a lot very well. It's like having a toddler. I can't go to the bathroom alone. No, they get very anxious. So we're recording in the living room today instead of back in the media room. So if you hear scratching, that's just Molly playing with her toy. Yeah, she has this toy that we fill with. You can fill with treats, but she's she's kind of a chonk. She doesn't need treats. So I fill it with dog food. Just regular dog food. Just her plain old dog food. I think she's about to push it under the couch again by mistake. But it's this little disc thing, and she flips it and turns it, and food comes flying out, and she eats it, or Buster runs and eats it, because... He's fat. He's a fat miniature dachshund, and that's what he does. a very fat little dog. And so she's pushing it around the room. So if you're clawing that, that's Molly. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) I love my dogs. (laughs) Yep, I was watching the screen. The microphone picked that up. That was fun. Uh, good times. So Hannah's across the room saving Molly's toy from going under the couch. Okay, let me reclip here. Okay. Alright, so you heard a bit of a life update, but I will continue on with the fact that I love my new job. It's a lot of fun. There's Oh my gosh, this is going to be the whole time, isn't this? Why did I do that? <laughs> Why would you put it down first? Well, I thought if I put it in the, the carpet area in here, it wouldn't be as loud. Her claws. <laughs> she's clawing at it. Oh, well, I don't care. People get to hear that the whole time. That's fine. fine by me. <laughs> Until it's empty. And then she'll cry. And then she'll get bored. So, I'm really exhausted. We're recording on Saturday morning, our mm-hmm. backup recording date. Because I ended up working weekdays this week. and Is that going to make it hard for people to hear us, though? I don't know. I feel like it's really loud. Let's see. Okay. So, if you hear a little gap and stuff there, it's because we did a little sound check to make sure that... Well, yeah, you can hear that. I know that. But it's not overpowering us. We're loud enough. We're pretty loud. Luckily. Yeah. So you can still hear us over the scratching, but... I'm really tired, though, so if I sound tired, that's why, because I am. It's been a really long week for you. Yeah. You, I mean, even just going to working again, it's been a long... Yeah. It's been a while. So I worked, like, 43 hours this week, Whew. and we I had to help people say goodbye to multiple pets this week in some emergency situation. It was just... It was a lot. A really I'm emotionally drained. Week. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to be away from my dogs, so that's why we have to hear them in the background. That's okay. But our, my one day off, because I only work four tens, my one day mm-hmm. off this week 
was spent doing notes and clips and watching this episode with you. Right. So, and grocery shopping and, you know, we started a Bible study in our home this it's week. A very, very busy week for you. I'm tired, but I really am excited to talk about I this really episode. I really am excited too. I like I may not sound it in my voice, but I am excited, guys. Oh, yeah. We're so, going to have fun. Today we are discussing 90210 Season 2, Episode 22, Baby Makes 5. This one had two writers listed, Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. I've heard, I've seen both of their names quite a few times before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to recognize the regular writers. You sure are. All right. Here's our Back to the Peach Pit description for the week. Valentine's Day is approaching fast for the students of West Beverly and their parents. And when gossip starts to get passed around about Kelly's mother being pregnant, things get complicated quick for the Silvers and the Taylors. Dylan has planned a surprise for Brenda that he won't reveal more than clues about, while Steve, Andre, and Brandon start betting on horse races with Nat after Andrea discovers a lucky break. Nice. Thanks. I really like this episode. This is a fun one. It's a really fun one. We kind of get to see a lot of different stuff with our characters. We got mm -hmm. a lot more from David this yes. week, which was really fun. And we got to see just some good, hilarious fun with Nat. Right. I love seeing that outside the peach pit. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's different. It's very different. And we haven't gotten to see a lot of that too mm -hmm. much yet. Nope. So one thing I will say about this episode that I don't think the saying this is too spoilery, mm -mm. but it's enough to lead your brain down paths and such. Okay. This episode literally sets up so many future storylines. Really? Yeah, things that you do not even know are coming, girlfriend. Interesting. It's just crazy. You did mention when we were watching the episode that there was a side character that we met yep. the first time, and you said that he comes he back He does later. come back. He does come back later, yes. Yeah, and so that'll be interesting yep. to see. Nat's uh, gambling buddy. Gotcha. Yeah, Duke. Duke, yes. Yes. He Duke was a cool does dude. make an appearance again. He was a cool dude. And I loved the whole thing with Dylan trying to surprise Brenda and yeah. the never-ending trail of clues. This point of the season, things start really ramping up. Oh, yeah. I can tell. So at midterms, Hannah, you were saying that you um, were predicting some drama coming up. Yes. Because it started getting a little less drama-like and they allowed, yeah. everything was getting tied up in little bows. Well, this is the beginning, like the, the groundwork of upcoming drama. I love it. I'm ready multiple for that. Multiple storylines of it. I'm ready for that multiple storylines, like, week after week drama, because I need that in my life so I can forget about the real world drama. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, then. Well, let's just jump right in and get talking about this. Perfect. So the episode opens up, and Jackie is looking through Kelly's baby book, oh. all the little baby photos, and mm -hmm. I thought that was a really sweet moment of just the mother-daughter, and yeah. you know, Kelly's like, oh, I was such a cute baby, wasn't I? And oh, it, yeah. It was just this bonding moment. Exactly. Especially during that time for Jackie. I'm sure it was a good time for her to reflect. Absolutely. So while Kelly's sitting there, and they're looking through the baby album together, they start talking about the pregnancy, and Kelly asks her what Mel thinks. And Jackie avoids the question at first. Yep, she just changed the subject and carries on talking Would about you something like else. It's like, um, what? That's when we find out Jackie hasn't told Mel yet. Ooh. Mm. Bad form. Bad form. Big he should time. be the first one you tell. Yep. Unless you have a poor relationship with the father of your mm -hmm. child, then he should be the first one that finds out. I can understand why she told 
um, Kelly first. Yes. Because A, they live together. Right. B, they have a really close mother-daughter relationship. Yes. And have really helped each other through a lot over the years. Definitely. But Mel should have been in the know. Immediately. Like, it should, should have been the call immediately after telling Kelly. Right. After she had that conversation with Kelly, proper etiquette would be you go and you pick up the phone, you call Mel, we need to talk right now. Yeah. Come over. Can I come over something? She was still dressed for the day. It's not like she was in her pajamas already. Yeah, I didn't quite understand why she didn't tell Mel. We find out soon, though. We do. So then we go to being at school, and we see that Valentine's Day is coming up. Donna's really excited. She has a boyfriend now. And so she's really, really looking forward to Valentine's Day. And at one point, they make some kind of a joke about, well, you didn't want to look, you didn't like Valentine's Day last year. Well, she didn't have a boyfriend last exactly. year. Exactly. Totally makes sense. It, it t- completely makes a difference on mm-hmm. how you feel about Valentine's Day. We've remember, all been there, been there before. Oh, yeah. Everybody has been single at some point mm-hmm. and had that, oh, my gosh, there's couples everywhere. Yeah. But then once you have somebody, it makes it a really special day to be like, oh, we get to celebrate being together. Yeah. Along with a, a bunch thing. of other people celebrating being together. And then we find out that Dylan won't tell Brenda what he has planned for them for Valentine's Day. And it's driving her crazy. She's like me, where I I don't like surprises. Mm-mm. And Tyler has learned this. But Brenda doesn't like surprises. Nope. And she's trying so hard to get Dylan to tell her what's going on. And for a person who does not like surprises, the worst thing is knowing a surprise is coming. And not having any idea what it is. The anticipation kills you. Oh my gosh. It's drives me nuts the best the only kind of surprise i can handle is if i don't know there's a surprise coming then you just surprise me but even then sometimes will throw me for a loop i'm like nope 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 <laughs> nope see i'm the opposite if i know a surprise is coming then i can just be like as long as i have at least a detail of like this surprise is coming sometime ish you say that i know you better <laughs> than you know you trust me you can't handle that. I also can't handle immediate surprises. Okay, everyone. So now we all know Hannah just can't handle surprises. I just can't. I get stressed out. So that's why a lot of the things I kind of, I mean, I'm sure people think, oh, Rebecca, you're being too spoilery. You're giving too many hints. It's just because I can't handle surprises and I, I like knowing at least kind of what's coming. Yeah. And having a general idea. So, people who have seen this show before, who are listening through the podcast, I'm sure there's they can see right through some of the things I've done in the past and will continue to do in the future. And in looking <laughs> in hindsight, you probably see some of it too. Clips that I pull. If you went back and listened to episodes and be like, oh my gosh, mom was totally setting up something. I lead you into thoughts with some of the clips I pull sometimes. I, I kind of guess that sometimes when like a clip seems like out of place. I'm like, yeah. why did she pull this clip out of everything in this episode? She pulled this one. Why? Because I know you and if that situation happened and you had absolutely no idea it was coming, mm-hmm. it would freak you out. I'd be like, what? I not. Yeah. It would not be good. No. You would suddenly hate that episode or hate that moment or hate that character. Because it just took you by surprise. Yeah. Like, for instance, the pregnancy itself. We'll use this as an example. Yeah. When I pulled that clip of Kelly saying that her mom was on a rampage. And she needed desserts. You made it sound like it was 
to know that Kelly was at the peach pit when Steve uh-huh. and Brandon were fighting. I try to find logical reasons for it, but I make sure we didn't need that clip in there. We could have been without that. We could have been without it. It was a very short clip. But I put that in there so that when you're, it focuses your thoughts on that and you're like, why was she on a rampage and eating sweets? Why so was she even there? When you find out she's pregnant, you're not like, wait, what? It's like, and then a freak oh, out. they've been hinting at this for weeks. You're welcome. <laughs> So I do that regularly. I've been doing that all along. And it's fun for me because it's like I have little breadcrumbs. Yep. Ooh, what plot points are coming up? And for me too, I love how the show does that. They do. They do a really good job They do breadcrumbs big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's not like obvious ones. Like on Office, Jim and Pam, we all knew they were going to end up together. Dwight and Angela, we all knew they were going to end up together. Of course. If you haven't watched The Office, I'm so sorry for those spoilers, but... If you haven't watched The Office, get out from underneath of a rock and go watch it. It's such a good show. It's and fabulous. it's been out for years. Go watch it. It's so popular. If you haven't watched it, you have to just deal with spoilers. And Sorry. then go listen to the Office Ladies podcast because oh they're my gosh. amazing. <laughs> the Office Ladies are so fun. Anyway, tangents. Anywho, back on track. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that because the, as I said, this this episode is ramping up. Hold on. My phone just buzzed. I apologize. We're going to be taking a break soon here. Your sister's on her way. She is in town and she's going to be over for just a few minutes. Not Uh a long time. So, you know, we're going to take our break at a weird point today. We haven't even started, really. We've barely gotten into the episode. So, just to keep things interesting for you guys, you've had our intro. You've had our ramblings. You've had our life updates. You've had us start talking about the episode and, and talking about the fun of the episode. And, and now I'm sitting here up. filling time because she's going to be showing up within the next two or three minutes. <laughs> of course. So, guys, before you have to hear our dogs bark, let's go ahead and take a break, Hannah. That's a good plan. <laughs> That is what we feel like we just experienced. Oh, Abigail just left. (laughs) Abigail is here for 20 minutes. And we've said this many times. We love her to pieces, but she's so exhausting. That 20 minutes. I mean, it was nonstop. Just talking, talking, Oh my gosh. If any of you guys haven't seen the old musical, The Music Man. You're missing out. It's so worth the watch. It's one of my favorites of all time. Right? Yes. And as soon as she left, I started singing that song because <laughs> it's a whole song about how women just love to talk and nonstop talk. And that was Abigail. So we're coming back now a little like mentally confused because we just dealt with. She kind of like. Pickle, she tends pickle, to be pickle, the pickle, kind pickle. of person who breezes in, tells you all of the stuff that's happening, and then she we just literally just right heard off. every single. Because I haven't seen her since church last Sunday, and today's yeah. Saturday. We just heard six days of catch in twenty minutes, literally <laughs> six days of word vomit, of catching up, of everything that happened on campus this week, and um, she's in a wedding next week. <sighs> You heard us talk previously last episode about the wedding that she's involved in, which is why this is coming out later than planned. Yes. And 
we're also involved in the wedding, working some things, helping out. It's a really close uh, family friend. Yeah. And <laughs> so as of where we're recording this point, we're a week before the wedding. When yeah. you hear this, it's going to be after the wedding is done. But Abigail just kind of breezed in. She was picking up her dress came. They had the bachelorette in. party last night. And so we heard all about that. And she had like... Seven million things that she wanted to tell us about everything that's been going on in her life in the last six days. Yeah. And everything that's going to be going on in her life for the next six days. I love that kid. Oh, goodness. But I'm ready to get back to 90210. Me too. Some more chill drama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're calling 90210 chill drama. That's crazy talk. (laughs) All right. So let's see if we can remember what we were doing here. How do we we do this? We have just barely gotten to the point where we were talking about surprises. And we hadn't listened to the clip yet. Oh my gosh, we barely got started. We barely got started here. So obviously we've already had our breaks. So we're just going to bust through everything else all at once. Yes. All one story plot. We're not going to split it up into two. So let's just get yeah. rocking at this. I feel like we I did get some good me. review before we took our early break though. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, Dylan won't tell Brenda what he has planned for Valentine's Day. And Brenda is like you, she can't handle surprises. Yes. Now we're back on track. Now we're back on track. Oh, good. I was really confused about what yes. we were doing. I had to read through my notes a couple of times. But he keeps, she keeps begging for clues. Yes. I, I know people like that. See, I don't beg for clues. I don't beg. No, you demand. What? You guys can't see, but I was just giving her a look like, excuse hey. me. <laughs> so at this point, Kelly had been... Had walking with them and listening. Well, they thought she was listening. She was not, apparently. She was zoning out. But Donna was there. So it was Donna, Kelly, Brenda, and Dylan. And Dylan walks off. And Brenda's just so excited. She cannot contain herself. She just can't. So, Kelly, what do you think? About what? About me and Dylan. What do you think he has planned for Valentine's Day? I don't know, Brenda. And I hate to break it to you, but I really don't care. Excuse me. Oh, that was, I understand where Kelly's coming from, but that was harsh, man. To be clear, I just don't care. That I really don't care is like, ooh, I understand why you said that, but. It's harsh. It's harsh. Your friends don't know why you're acting this way. No. And it comes across very badly. It does. But it also does make it very clear very quickly how much what is going on with her mom is preoccupying Kelly's mind. For sure. Like normally she'd be all over guessing what Dylan's doing with Brenda, but not today. Yep. So she's done listening to them. She walks off. And Kelly, she goes over to her locker, and then David comes up and asks if he can bring Donna to the dinner that they're having, the big family dinner for Valentine's Day. And he's like, it's understandable. He's like, since it's Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. we're planning this family dinner at your mom's house. Kent, is it okay if I bring my girlfriend? Your best friend. And of course, Donna's standing right there. And Kelly and says, no. no, that's not okay. And he's just like, oh, okay, I'll go start my show then. And he's just kind of fumbling and not sure how to take it. He but was not expecting a no. No. It I was one of those questions that seemed like a easy yes. I think it seemed more like a courtesy. I'm asking you, but I'm basically telling you I'm bringing Donna. Yeah. And, and Donna's right there like. Wow. Donna looked shocked. And a little hurt. I don't blame her. Yeah. Yeah. So Donna's like, you need to stop being so mean to David. This is just getting old. It's getting real old real fast. And Donna and Brenda start 
trying to break down Kelly's wall because it's very clear she has a very, very, very high wall built up right now. Yeah. Come on, you can talk to us. We're your best friends, remember? Right. You can't trust us. Who can you trust? Okay, but you guys have to promise not to tell anyone, and I mean it. Cross my heart. Me too, it's cross. David's father and my mother... I can't believe this is happening. What? They're always harping on us to be so careful. No. Yeah. What? Donna, my mom's pregnant. Oh my god. Poor Donna, she's so naive still yeah she didn't get the clue at first yeah and it, i mean brenda's immediately just like oh donna's like what what she didn't get it they're always harping us to be so careful you can hear the air quotes the air quotes around careful careful yes but then they do blatantly tell donna yeah oh and she's so, so now shocked Kelly has told both Donna mm -hmm. and Brenda, yep. two of the people in this friend group that are the worst about keeping oh secrets. Oh my goodness sakes. So what does Donna do right away? She goes straight into the DJ booth to talk with David. <laughs> Immediately. Hi, I'm Santia. Oh yeah, me too. Listen, about Valentine's Day. I'm sorry Kelly was so weird. That's uh, all right. She probably said something's up. Yeah. What do you mean? Can you keep a secret? Of course. My dad told me he's planning on asking Kelly's mom to marry him on Valentine's Day. Oh, wow, that is so romantic. Especially under the circumstances. What circumstances? Come on, David, don't play dumb. Kelly already told me about the baby. The baby? <sighs> Wait a second. You don't know? Know what? Oh, God. Forget it, David. Forget I said a word. No, 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 no. Donna, tell me. What's going on? I can't tell you. I promise. Kelly will kill me. Come on, Donna. I'm your boyfriend. Okay. But you have to swear this didn't come from me. You can trust me. Kelly's mom is pregnant. What? Well, that's probably why your dad is asking her to marry him. No, uh, no way. There must be some sort of misunderstanding. Oh, God. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. Donna, that can't be true. My dad would have told me about something like this. Maybe. Except for one thing. What's that? Maybe your dad doesn't know. So, as we know, Donna is obviously not good at keeping secrets. She's shown that very quickly here. Oh, my goodness. But she's also really intuitive on things like this. Yeah. Like, maybe he doesn't know. And that's why you weren't told is because your dad doesn't even know yet. Kelly did not give her that information. Nope. All that Donna knew at this point was that Jackie's pregnant. Yep. We know Jackie's pregnant, and we know Mel doesn't know, but they don't know Mel doesn't know. This whole episode is one big... Misunderstanding. Hor misunderstanding, horrible game of telephone. Yeah. It's a big old gossip chain. Oh my goodness. So that's definitely our PSA of the day. Tell each other things. I was laughing every single time. Like, you can trust me. I can keep a secret. Can, can you, you keep, keep a, a secret? secret? Yeah. We're all over here going, no. No, no she can't. Please don't tell her things. Oh, you've told her things. 
Oh, great. There she, goes that. I loved how quickly she immediately... <laughs> like, David hadn't even fully started his show. And Donna's, like, one minute later in the booth, like... Hey, let's hey, talk. I gotta tell you talk. stuff. She's but to bad. be fair, she was assuming that David knew. And that yeah. Kelly was being mean to him because of this situation. Like, I can understand that. No. She thought they were just talking about what's going on in David's life. Nope. She didn't realize until that moment... Oh, God, I've just revealed a secret that I wasn't supposed to reveal because I thought that he knew. great. What a day. What a day. So now let's move on to the story plot of the episode that I found really amusing. Yeah. Over the peach pit, (laughs) Steve is talking to Brandon about if he should send Kelly a Valentine's card, which I thought was cute. They kind of tossed a little bit in there. Yeah. Nat and Andrea are looking at a paper from the horse track. And he's trying to explain how the races work to her. And she's looking at it. She has a feeling on a horse. About a specific horse. And she doesn't know why. Nope, she doesn't know why. But I just, I have a good feeling about this horse. And then Steve and Brandon join. I like this one. The number three in the eighth race. Mm. Oh, that doesn't look too good. Kind of a long shot. Yeah, but that means you can win big, right? Mm, maybe. Well, see, because these horses have to... What's going on, guys? Oh, I'm just helping Nat pick a horse. What do you know about horse racing, Andrea? Nothing. I just like the name of the horse. Andrea, you can't pick a horse by the name. It's just a feeling, all right. Nat, would you please explain to this girl that picking a horse is a statistical science? Sometimes. I had a girlfriend once. Used to do the same thing. She would pick a winner every time. Of course, I never listened to her. (laughs) Take the... Three on the eighth race, Nat. It's coming in loud and clear. Well, I learned my lesson never to argue with a woman's intuition. What's the name of this horse, anyway? Lovesick. Lovesick. I loved that moment. That was was super cute. Because she had this face like she knew what name of horse she'd picked. And who she was saying it to. Yep. She says to Brandon, I picked the horse Lovesick. Looked him right in the face, oh. and I started dying. It was pretty funny. But I did love Nat's, like, you don't argue with a woman's intuition. If she says I should pick this horse, I'm going to pick this horse. Yep. I thought it was really cute seeing this kind of inside peek into Nat. Starting yeah. at this point, do we see more throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. That, okay, so he likes to gamble at the horse races. He's talking about he used to have a girlfriend. So yeah. we're getting kind of just this these little sneak peeks these into little- Nat's private life. Yeah, little vibes of what Nat is like outside of the peach pit. Yes, he's not just Nat who makes the best burgers in town. Right. He's a he's a well-rounded dude with some fun backgrounds. Definitely. I also loved getting to see this little little more tidbits of the friendships that these kids have with Nat outside of just within yeah. the peach pit building. Because we don't always see Nat a lot. But you get the impression that the kids go to the peach pit all the time. Yeah. So it's nice to get to see those relationships a little more. It is. It is. And we definitely did in this episode. Definitely. And there's more to come, too. Yes. So then we get to the medical center where Mel's dental office is. Yes. And this is our first time seeing his dental office. Yeah. We've heard that he's an orthodontist. Yes. And we we keep hearing that, like, repeatedly. Anytime Mel yes. is mentioned, he's a dentist. He's an orthodontist. It's always, you know, he, he works with teeth. He works with gums. That's what he does. Yeah. But getting to see it was kind of cool. It was fun. We're, so we're starting to branch out our characters a bit. 
And we're starting to see a lot of new environments. More yeah. than just the Walsh's house, the school. For sure. And the know, peach pit. And the peach pit. So Davis stops by to see his dad. The receptionist is so cute. She's so sweet. She's, that You can tell David's been stopping by his whole life. And she's watched this boy grow up. And she's just like... Oh, you've gotten so tall. And I so, swear you've shot up since the last time I saw you. It was like, I was just here, was it a couple weeks like a ago? Week ago? A week ago. And she's like, I think you've grown three inches since then. Yeah. It was Kind of like that cute. sweet aunt that you hardly yes. ever see. Or that other relative that you're close with or you know that you don't see super often. But they always yeah. comment on how much you've grown. I feel like that with my nephews. Yeah. They live here in the same town as us, but they have such busy lives. And we have such busy lives. We hardly see We don't see, see them. each other. I'll bump into them and I'll see them like, oh my gosh, Cooper, when did you go get so tall? I know. Why is your voice so deep? You need to stop. I do that with those like, two boys too. Hey, Becca, I just saw you like two weeks ago. I'm like... Shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. Stop you sound talking. weird. You sound like a grown-up. Not that squeaky voice little kid I once upon a time knew. So oh, yeah. I understand where this lady is coming from. Oh, yeah. Totally get it. But so David goes back into his dad's office, and I don't think his dad had anybody back there for the moment. So this time that This time, no. This time when we go into the office, it's just him and his dad. And so he, they just start talking, and he's asking about the Valentine's Day dinner, and his dad, I think, is, like, pulling out the ring and stuff. Yep, yep. He pulls out the ring to show him. Yeah, it was it was a big old ring. It was a big ring. But, Holy camoly. I mean, it's Jackie. She's yes. kind of a big jewelry kind of gal. For sure. But then David's kind of going through this whole conversation, like, almost hinting, like, Dad, is there something you need to tell me? Yeah. Ha is there something going on? Is everything okay with you? And his dad is just excited about asking Jackie to marry him. Yep. But it seems like David is still thinking, like, dad knows. Right. And he's just not telling David. He's kind yep. of going off of the basis as if Mel knows. Yep. But Mel just thinks, okay, David's just asking about stuff. That's David. He does stuff like that. Right. So before we move on to the next stop on our episode here, if you've noticed my nose is a little stuffy again today. Working in a vet's office, that we have a cat that lives in the practice, <laughs> and the cat has decided she really likes me. She'll come up on my keyboard and my mouse, and she's so precious. I can't. But not you're allergic pet her. to cats. I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> and you work in a vet's office. But they're I, I love animals, so yeah, it, my body will get used to it. It will. In the meantime, our listeners just get to hear congested sound of Rebecca again. It is also fall. And when all the leaves start falling and everything starts drying up, your allergies do always get really I'm bad. So, and you know, because of the smoke this summer, I've mm -hmm. been so bad for so long. I'm just praying for snow every day. Oh. Like, dear God, instead of making me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away, I'm like, dear God, let <laughs> Please it snow. Please make it snow. Let it snow a ton and freeze so I can breathe. Breathe, Please. breathe away. Please. I I'm, am I'm enjoying the crunchy leaves, but I'm Ugh. getting very close to being like, please give me snow. I'm ready for snow. I'm ready for snow. So then over at the Taylor house, Kelly and Donna are fighting. Oh my goodness. Donna let it slip, uh, told her that she let it slip to David. And Kelly, Kelly is, is mad. Big, big, big mad. Which I, I do don't blame get it, her. I don't blame the, her. But at the same time, she didn't tell Donna who wasn't and wasn't in the know. She, okay, but when you tell your friend, this is a secret, that is, means you should not be judging who else knows. You should just be like, my friend said it's a secret. 
Zip your lips, Donna. Right. But to be fair, the way that David handled the conversation when she went to go and talk with him, she was just going to just talk. And then he started bringing stuff up and she yeah. started bringing stuff up. She, I understand the innocence of Donna, but at the same time, I can also understand why Kelly's mad. Definitely. She has a right to be mad. Yes, she does. I do think with this whole gossip chain situation that happens in this episode, no matter what, I think in the end, the kids should have just been entirely out of it. Yep. They shouldn't have even been involved. No, 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 no. Rewind even further back. There shouldn't have been anything to gossip about because Jackie should have tell, told Mel from the get-go. If she had just told Mel from the get-go, this wouldn't have been an issue. This wouldn't have been an episode. No, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> so then over at the Walsh house, what's Brenda doing? Blabbing to the family about the baby. She's at least being a little bit more like... Oh, she's fake hinty. sneaky. It's fake sneaky. It's fake sneaky, but she at so least made an attempt. what would I say... What would you say if a friend of ours, mom... Who's dating a friend of ours' dad. Was maybe sort of pregnant. I'm sorry. That's not hinting. That's not being... No. She's so full of she it. She just wants to gossip. And I yep. do understand. But the Walshes know how to keep a secret. They do. Except for Brenda. Except for Brenda. The other Walshes do, though. The others do. <laughs> so after the whole, you know, guess who's pregnant conversation... She tries so hard to get Brandon to tell her what Dylan has planned for Valentine's Day. Because he knows what Dylan has planned. But he won't say. As he says, I can keep a secret when my friends tell me to keep my mouth shut. Good job, Ooh. Brandon. Oh, that was harsh. Zinger. That was a good zinger. That was a really good one. <laughs> so back at the Taylors, Jackie is now mad at Kelly for telling Donna. And they all now think that David has probably told Mel by this point. Yeah. But you're going to have to tell Mel eventually. Yeah, I was going to have to tell Mel. I didn't expect that he would hear it through the West Beverly High School grapevine. Mom, come on. Donna may have told David, but that does not necessarily mean that David told Mel. I can't stand it. You mean you told Donna, Donna told David, and David told Mel? This is becoming a farce. Look, there's more to it, okay? Of course there is. Mom, Mel wants to marry you. What? David told Donna that he's planning on asking you tomorrow night. Kind of like a Valentine's present. Oh my god. This is worse than I thought. What's the matter? I thought this would make you happy. Isn't this what you wanted all along? Of course not. Don't you see, Kelly? The only reason Mel's asking me to marry him now is because he thinks he has to. Mom, that's ridiculous. No, it's not. You don't know him. It's not my fault. No, it's not. It's my fault. I got myself into this mess. I don't want to get myself out of it. I love hearing that from Jackie because it shows such a different level of maturity from her than at the beginning of the series. Yep, for At the sure. beginning of season one, when we first met her, mm -hmm. she wouldn't have admitted fault and taken the blame on herself. She would have tried no. to find someone else to blame or Remember something Remember the episode else. Perfect Mom? Mm-hmm. When she was really having the drug problems and she was supposed to be doing the hosting of that event, she was blaming Kelly. For stressing her out. And causing, she was blaming her ex-boyfriends. She was blaming everybody else for causing these problems in her life. And it's your fault. Now she's like, no, it's not your fault, Kelly. It's my fault. It's my mess. And I'm going to get myself out of the mess. Go Jackie. I love that. Yeah. And we did also forget 
I don't know if we mentioned it earlier when David went to talk to his dad or not, but he didn't say anything about the baby. Nope. He didn't reveal the secret. Yeah. David knows how to keep a secret. Good job, David. Good job, David. The Taylor girls have their timeline a little bit off. They think yep. that Mel already knows about the baby because he was told by one of the kids. And that's why he's asking her to marry him. Yeah. Not knowing that this was already a plan previously. So, back to the peach pit. Nat won big on Andrea's pick. He won big, apparently. Hey, I've been waiting for you guys all day. Check this out. Flusset came in. What? Your girlfriend's first paid 15 to 1. She's <laughs> not my girlfriend, Nat, okay? Yeah, well, maybe you should reconsider. Nat knows what's up. Maybe you should reconsider, Brandon Walsh. And... In that moment when he calls Andrea Brandon's girlfriend, Steve just busts out laughing. <laughs> that was the best. And it was a real laugh. It wasn't his big boy just <laughs> fake it was like laugh a that he does. It was that genuine laugh of like, oh, he got, he got you. To- oh, it was great. It oh, was great. It was so funny. But apparently, Andrea picked a really good horse. She did. She that did. won some money. So then when she shows up again at the Peach Pit to hang out with the boys, Nat immediately is like, pick another horse. Yeah, he tells her she did really good. And you'll go on your intu- intuition. I, I believe in you. and Just feel it. And so she's looking and she tries. Wait. Susan, the third race, number five, unrequited. Beginning the sense of pattern starting to form here. First lovesick, now unrequited. It's a feeling, that's all. Good girl. Excuse me, I have a call to make. First lovesick. Now, unrequited. It's just a feeling. Which, okay, the the word person in me was really amused by this. She, she was going by things that were a feeling. Which could mean it's literally an emotion, a feeling. Yeah. Versus, you know, I'm just, it's a feeling inside of me I'm that this feeling is feeling drawn that this is a to good. it. I was really amused by the play on words there. It was, I did, I did really, really like how they did Thank that. Thank you. I'm glad you caught it too. It wasn't it was just my weirdness. It was super great. And... I love how, like, Steve is the first one to comment on the pattern of the horses that Andre keeps picking. And he's like, lovesick, unrequited. Hmm." It's a pattern here. And Brandon picks it up, too, but he looks so nervous about it. Like, he doesn't know how to respond to this. Oof. Oh, Brandon, I don't know. Maybe listen to Nat. Perhaps you should reconsider. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, back at the dentist's office there orthodontist office i suppose i should say to be more official whatever the place where they're working on teeth yes jackie busts in mel is with a patient at this point he's doing a root canal and this poor dude's just sitting there with the you know suction suction thingy hanging out of his mouth like what the heck is happening they keep panning the camera over to him throughout their entire conversation right showing him just being like i'm getting a bunch of tea on my dentist right now this is really interesting (laughs) and the receptionist comes racing in Tries to and stop her. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I tried to stop her. Mrs. Taylor, I told you I can't do that. And he's like, it's okay. This is Jackie. She's like, the yeah, Jackie? Jackie? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll leave you alone. That was cute. But she busts in and confronts Mel. I know you know. It reminds me on Friends when they're like, they, they don't, don't know that, that we know, know that they, they know. know. It was that kind of a situation. <laughs> and he's confused. He's like, what, what are you no talking about? What? No, what? What are you talking about? You know. I, I know you know. I know you know about the baby. 
And he's just like, what? The, the what? look of shock on his face. She doesn't pick up on this. Not at all. And every time he tries to talk, she, she interrupts, him. interrupts him and stops him. It's worse than you no, and I. I've made up my mind. I love that you just sped right past that like I didn't yeah, I say know. it. So obviously we interrupt each other a lot. <laughs> but she was like just bulldozing over the conversation. And ignoring the fact that he's standing there going, hey, I'm down here. Stop bulldozing over me. Hey, I'd like to speak. She's dumping him. She loves him, but she knows that he doesn't want more kids. He's talked before about how happy he is that Kelly and David are almost grown. And she says that I know you're just going and I won't let you just marry me because of this baby. I'm going to do it. You don't have to give me any child support. Nope. I won't ask. I'm going to do this on my own. And, and you can she, just go and live your life, basically. And she just cuts him loose and turns around and leaves. And he's standing there in shock. He goes back over to the guy who he was doing a root canal. And he just says to the guy, he's like, did you hear that? I'm going to be a father. Yeah. And Mel's kind of like, whoa. He does not look upset by this fact. No. He looks shocked, understandably so. He especially also just got in dumped. the fashion that he was just told. <laughs> but... Yeah, he, he just got dumped, but he's going to be a dad. And he almost looks like, wow. Oh, that's kind of... That's cool. I'm going to be a dad. It's like, oh, Mel. Oh, goodness. This poor man is the most regular person on this show. He is. <laughs> we'll see if that stays... The, it's 90210. Is anybody really normal? No. Not in Cindy Beverly Hills. Walsh is the most normal person around. That's true. And Jim. At okay. Jim and his keyboard. He's the most dad joke dad around. That's very fair. Think of every dad meme. That's Jim Walsh. Yeah. So yes, Jim and Cindy are normal. No one else is. So speaking of the Walshes, Mm -hmm. the scene cuts back to the Walsh house. And that's last week's teaser where we have Dylan and Brenda working on some homework or something at the table. And she's pestering him, trying so hard to find out what are we doing? What is our Valentine's Day plan? So I do want to say, listeners, when Hannibal and I were watching this episode together, I would pause throughout and ask her, so what do you think it is? I wanted to see if she could figure it out. I never did. She never did. She was guessing like Brenda. It was pretty funny. I could not figure it out. I think it's going to be like a ruby necklace. It's on a long chain so it's close to her heart and it'll stay warm because it's like, oh, you're cute. Yeah, I was, I'm really bad at guessing when people give me clues about things. Which is why people like that don't like surprises. No, because I can't guess what the surprise is. Yeah, nope. So back at the peach pit again. Back to the peach pit? Back to the peach pit. <laughs> Are we ever going to get tired of that? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Nat won again using Andrea's pick. Yes. So now Lovesick and Unrequited have both won. Yep. And so Andrea's got a lucky streak going. Mm-hmm. And the boys want to take advantage of it. Yes. So the kids, the three kids there, they talk Nat into taking them all to the track and placing bets for them using their money. He places the bets. Andrea's picks. And they make a day of it. Yep. At first he tries like, no, no, I can't take kids gambling. I'll get arrested. And they're just, but then Andrea on, begging. And- Andrea and Steve have the exact same begging an adult for things smile. Yes. And so they both give him the big eyes and the smile like, please. They looked like siblings begging. It was so, <laughs> it was so funny. funny. So and I was like, fine, we'll go tomorrow. It's hat day, but don't tell anybody. So, it's hat day. They're all going to wear fun hats, and they're going to go to the track. 
Andrea is so excited. She's so excited. She's never been to the track before. No. And, and I don't think she's really done much outside of school. school and community service and things that look good on a resume. Kind doing of something fun and just for maybe fun. a little naughty. Maybe like, a little bit. I don't know, illegal for a kid to bet? I mean, technically. Nat's is, the one making the bets. But still, this is something that's like a grown-up-y kind of thing to do. Yeah. So over the Taylors, Jackie is so sad. Like, distraught sad. She and Kelly are laying down, like, Jackie's laying in the bed like, like you would lay in a bed, and Kelly's laying on top of the covers facing her. Yeah. And it was just a really, as a mom who... I'm close with both my daughters. I'm really, really lucky to be able to be close with you both. I know these moments. It's sweet. When you get to be able to be there for your mom, when normally she's... Dog. Seriously? When normally she's the one there for you, yeah. it, it feels really special. And you girls have been there for me in those kind of moments many times oh, yeah. before. And it, it is. It's And honestly, from the mom's perspective, it's really special too to to have a young lady that you know... I made you, mm -hmm. I raised you, yep. and you're such a good human that you're helping me through an emotional time. Yeah. I it's know. humbling to accept that, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's beautiful. Real quick world life example for me. I kind of almost don't care if the people who this is about ever hear this because it's truth, mm -hmm. and it did hurt a lot, but I had a, an old friend that I was supposed to be in her wedding. I was going to be one of her bridesmaids. And she called and told me weeks before the wedding that because of COVID, they really felt more comfortable having it be just family there. And I totally, I understood. Like, I get yeah. it. As, as somebody who has some lung issues, I was like that. I always felt touched that they were thinking that of us. And of everyone, all their guests, and they were, and I offered, I said, do you want me to help make phone calls down the guest list? And so there was no misunderstanding. She knew that I, that she was, was telling me and that I was understanding her saying that the entire wedding was going to be just family only. And, and she we, says, nope, we've got it. Thank you so much, though. Mm -hmm. A couple weeks later, the wedding happens. I text her the day before and tell her how happy I am for them. I'm so excited. And. Can't wait to see pictures. Like, oh, I can't wait for you to see them either. I see pictures posted from people posting on their cell phones, pictures of the day of. And that place was packed. With people who were not family. Yep. They literally just uninvited you. By lying to By me. By lying about it. If she just said, you know what? Our, our friendship just isn't as strong as it used to be. And I, I just would rather you not be in my wedding party anymore. It's just, this is kind of a big day for me. I would have been like, I totally get it. You're right. Our friendship isn't as close as it used to be. But I would still show up for that wedding. Mask on, yeah. But I would still have showed up for that wedding and loved and supported them. Because that's what friends do. Right. But instead, they, they lied, lied to me. After I had already bought the dress, I had already bought the shoes. I was already invested in all that. I had offered to help them with those kind of things. I had bent over backwards for this couple for a long time. Yeah. And, and they stabbed me in that back when I was bent over for them. And then we found out later that they hadn't even told the other bridesmaids that nope. you weren't going to be there. They, they hadn't told, like, 
other friends who I just found out last week, another friend was like, yeah, we just were told that you just decided not to be a bridesmaid anymore. Or that you just didn't show. And I just didn't. Or, you know, they were told that ahead of time that I wasn't going to be a bridesmaid. So they, they were told I wasn't going to be a bridesmaid, but there was never a reason why. It was made to sound like it was my choice. And they were all acting. The couple acted shocked that I didn't show up to the wedding. You effing uninvited me. Right. And so for me as the mom, knowing that you girls were also friends with this this couple, you guys were there for me. Oh, yeah. And I was emotionally distraught. I was crushed to the core. I was mad. I have not spoken to this person since then. Yeah. I, I Maybe that's petty of me. No, it's just protecting yourself from being hurt. But that's... I'm at this point where I forgive her for doing for hurting me she felt like she did what she needed to do i think she was felt like she was protecting me or it was a misunderstanding she didn't know how to get out of mm-hmm. and maybe she did just mean from the wedding party but i made it very clear that's that i that's not what i was understanding and that's not what she said yeah and she was it was it was hurtful yeah so i have forgiven her for that hurt but emotionally at the time it would have been harder for me to get through that if it hadn't pain without you girls. Yeah. And so I really loved seeing this closeness mm-hmm. with Jackie and Kelly. But yes. as the conversation went on, I was like, okay, honey, you're just hormonal and a little bit misunderstanding. Pregnant? A little bit <laughs> pregnant and misunderstanding how that situation mm-hmm. actually happened. How could I let this happen? I've been wondering the same thing myself. Yeah, well, it happened. Time to move on. Mom, why are you going through this when you don't have to? I told you already. It's not that easy. What, you're just going to lose Mel? He's the first guy you've met in years who actually cares about you and who you might even love. Oh, that just so you can have a baby you don't even want? Oh, Kelly, it's my baby. I, it's a part of me. I just can't, I can't just get rid of it. Why not? You've never had an abortion. Have you? Yeah. When? When you were about ten years old. I was partying all the time, and I'm embarrassed to admit I barely even knew the father. For me, it was the right thing to do. When I was little, I always used to want a little brother or little sister. I wished for it all the time. Whenever I threw a penny into a fountain or blew out a candle, well, sweetie, it looks like you got your wish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so much here that I kind of like, I wanted to shake Jackie and be like, woman! He didn't just stand there and not say anything. He was trying to say something. You bulldozed over the conversation and you didn't give him a chance to say anything. He kept trying to speak and she kept going, no, I've made up my mind. But she's also a hormonal pregnant wreck right now. Understandable. 
But then she goes into this really sweet, like, reminiscing oh. on when Kelly was little and how yeah. she wants this baby. Yeah. You know, kind of acknowledging that there was a baby that she lost in the past or that she gave up in the past that now she's thinking, I want to keep this baby. Yeah. Whether Mel does or not. Yep. And having that realization that she's at a good place in her life emotionally. She's no longer an addict. She's right. no longer struggling with those kind of things. Yeah. Living the party life. And, and she's like, I want this baby. Yeah. And then Kelly acknowledging, I always wanted a little brother or sister. Yeah. And guess what, Kelly? Now you're going to get your wish. Yep, you are. So back at the track now. <laughs> The outing at the track has begun. Yes. We have Nat, Brandon, Steve, and Andrea there in very fun hats. Yes. Andrea looks so cute in that hat. Oh, my God. Gotta say. It's so cute. It's got that little, like, ribbon around the middle of it. Little sun hat. And Nat introduces him to his buddy, Duke. The girl's got a neck. Yeah? Who do you like in this one, sweetheart? Um, a seven horse. Seven horse? Yeah, what do you think? Ground them more? Just shipped in from Argentina? Eight to one. Grand amour. That means big love. Very good, Steve. So, it's another in the series. First, lovesick, then uh, unrequited, now grand amour. Sounds like a bet to me. Oh, my goodness. The two boys' different reactions to Andrea's next pick. Yup. Steve's just like, it means big, big love. love. And he looks directly over at Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Brandon's just like, okay, this is becoming less and less of a funny pattern and more and more of like a, hmm. He has a very nervous awkwardness to him. I think really what it is with him right now is he just doesn't know how to handle the fact that he's waited this long. Yep. And that somebody who he really views as just a friend views him differently. Yes. And he's just unsure how to handle that. It's a, it's a hard situation to navigate. Mm-hmm. So, back in the dentist's office, David is there to see Mel again. And, of course, the receptionist right away, I think you grew since we saw each other. He's like, it was just yesterday. Like yesterday. Like, I still think you've grown since then. It was cute. That was cute. Because you can tell that's just what she does when she sees him. She's just shocked every time. Yes. And Mel is still there in shock. He's now, there's no more patients in the room. He's now sitting in his own dentist chair, like. Laid back. Laid like, back, like, what the F-D-F is happening in my life? My life is a wreck now, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out how he messed up his life. And he tells David she's pregnant. And David's like, yeah, I know. Jackie's pregnant. I only know that. How do you know? It's really complicated. Kelly told you? Oh, no, not Kelly. Donna. Donna? Donna told How did Donna know? It's a long story. I'm sure it is. David, you could have told me. I thought you already knew and you didn't want to tell me. I would tell you something like that, David. It probably doesn't matter anyway. She's having this baby and I'm out of the picture. Somehow she's gotten it into her head that the only reason I want to marry her is because she's pregnant. Do you know something about that? I guess that's kind of my fault. Your fault? You see, I told Donna about the ring because I was really excited. And then 
Donna probably told Kelly, and Kelly told Jackie, and Brenda, and Brenda told the Walshes. Stop. I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't mean to mess anything up. I know. It's not your fault. So what are you going to do? If all else fails, <laughs> Mel showed such depth to his character in this moment. Oh, yeah. Because he had every justifiable right to be like, okay, Dude. son, you screwed up. You, I'm mad. I'm mad at you. But instead, it's like, yeah, he at first was like, what? This person did this person How did that know? What? It's not your fault. And it's just like instantly goes into this gentle kindness to David. that David wasn't intentionally trying to no. make a, everything a mess. He was excited for his dad. He was so he excited. He was happy. He just couldn't help but tell Donna, like, my dad's going to propose to Jackie. Right? He's, He's like, Yay! excited. And then it's like, my dad's going to propose to Jackie. Oh, well, that's good because she's pregnant. She's what? Wait, what? It just kind of snowballed a little bit mm -hmm. and escalated very, very quickly it for sure poor did. David. <laughs> But I love when Mel's just like, if all else fails, beg. Yep. <laughs> that was kind of funny. So we take a quick sneak peek over at the track. It's a very short little moment there. Yes. Just long enough to see that Andrea's third pick won again. Three in a row. Yep. So Lovesick won. Unrequited won. And now Grand Amour. Big Love. Won. So back of the Taylors. Mel is there. Jackie doesn't want to talk to him. Nope. And Kelly rips him a new one. She really does. Because according to them, they think that... Mel is just being a jerk. And Yeah, he knows and he's just being a jerk to them. And Kelly won't even hardly let him get a word in. <laughs> no. Well, where do you think she learned that skill from? Um, definitely her dear old mom. <laughs> That's another apple like you and I did not fall far from the tree. Yeah. So neither of the Taylor girls are really ready for listening to anybody. They're not going to listen to Mel. They're not good listeners. Let's just leave it at that. No. So they need to have a specific kind of person who will tell them things that they will listen to. Enter David and Donna on a bike ride. Yes. That was the cutest date moment. Oh my gosh, it was so cute. They're so apparently he along. suggested they go bike riding. And she's like, that was a lot of fun. That was such a great idea. But you haven't said a word for two miles. <laughs> And that's when they have a conversation. And he tells her, you know, I'm really stressed about this whole dad thing. I've messed everything up. It's all my fault. Mel, or Jackie broke up with dad. and She won't talk to him now. And she's like, Don's like, well, why don't you just go talk to her? And of course, we're all thinking the same thing. Like, come on. You can't say no to Brian Austin Green's adorable face. Yep, that adorable face smiles at you and tries to talk to you. It's like, you okay, can't. if you say so. Sure. So that was immediately what Hannibal said when we were watching this. She's like, yeah, David just needs to go talk to her. And then right after that is when David and Donna had their <laughs> bike ride. I'm like, oh, look at you figuring it out. I called it like two seconds before it happened. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. After David and Donna talk, he does go to talk to Jackie. It's really sweet. David, I know this is hard for you. But believe me, I'm not trying to hurt either you or your father. But you are. You're hurting him. When he told me he was going to marry you, he had a smile on his face that I haven't seen in a long time. He's happy with you, Jackie. Why are you doing this? 
David, your father has plans that just don't include raising children. And I'm not going to take that away from him. I don't want him to marry me just because I got pregnant and he thinks he has to. But I think he wants to be with you and the baby. He wanted to marry you way before he even knew you were pregnant. you got to believe me. But didn't you tell him I was pregnant? No, I told Donna that my dad wanted to marry you and she told me that you were pregnant. I didn't even say anything. I didn't say anything even after my dad showed me the ring he had bought you. But if you didn't tell him, then who did? You did. Before you broke up with him. Oh. Come on, it's Valentine's Day. Give Cupid a break. This conversation was probably my favorite moment in the entire episode. Yeah. Because they're just like, they're sitting on the stairs, like in the entryway Mm -hmm. of the Taylor house. And he's like, they're having just this such like a sweet, sentimental moment between these two people who are before too long, possibly going to be stepmom and stepson. But not that long ago, they were strangers. Yeah. Like complete strangers. This is probably the first time that these two have really talked just the two of them. Yep. No Mel around, no Kelly around. Just the two of them talking. But it also shows that the two of them, or I should say the four of them, have spent a lot of time together. Yeah. To where it almost feels like a mother-son conversation. It really does. Very and special super feeling. Super sweet. Mm-hmm. Plus, I love Jackie's sudden realization. Like, well, if you didn't tell him, then who told him? You mm-hmm. did when you were breaking up with him. Oh. And you can see her suddenly thinking back over that conversation going, that's why he was so shocked. Yeah, David's you. When you were breaking up with him. Yeah. And then Jackie's just very genuine. Oh. oh that I laughed so hard. <laughs> yep, it was so sweet. Yes. So back over at the Walsh's, Brenda's still trying to get Dylan to tell her what they're doing for Valentine's Day. And... Jim and Cindy are getting ready to leave. They're going to go have a picnic on the beach. and So cute. So I have to point out a really funny moment. Oh, my gosh. So Hannah was dying of laughter watching because it was almost like really kind of borderline inappropriate. It was kind of funny. So Dylan looks over. Whoa, Mrs. Walsh, you look so great. And, and he kind of keeps looking at her like, Dang, girl. <laughs> and Cindy did look awesome. She but did. Was... But it was like the look that Dylan was giving Cindy continuously was like... Like a couple um, more times you notice it. Um, uh, For a second you get it, but then it, it lingered too long, shall we say. Yeah. And then all I could <laughs> think was, that's probably just because the actor's a little bit older. Yep. And as... A male, mm-hmm. he's looking at a female going, wow, she looks good. Yeah. And it was showing through in his performance. <laughs> and we were so having a good funny. laugh at that. But then, of course, Jim has to pull the dad routine. Like, Be like I don't know the plans either. Is everything okay? Yeah, it was. I was having a good laugh at this. Well, your plans don't involve anything dangerous or, you know, risque. Dad. Promise you will be well taken care of in a public place, sir. Thank you, Dylan. And he salutes when he says, sir. And it's just, Dylan's and, on the up and up here. Oh, yeah. He knows what what Jim is expecting mm-hmm. of taking Brenda out on a date. He's not going to do anything that wouldn't be approved. Well. Well. 
Mostly. He does, but not this night. Not this night. <laughs> not this time. They're they're gonna. It's gonna be all in public. It's fine. Yeah. So back at the track, it's the last race. Andre is drawn to a horse called Cupid's Wing. It's the only one they've been begging. Like, come on, you haven't you haven't been drawn to anything in hours. You haven't had a pick in hours, and it's the last race. And she doesn't really seem super behind this one. It kind of calls out to her. I think it's only because of the name. And but it she didn't... was just sticking with the theme. Yeah, it wasn't really like a true, like, I'm drawn to this one. I think this is going to win. Like her little intuition thing before. It was, it was more just, like, well, I guess this one goes with the theme of one, it all. I'll, sure. I, this one. I, I get a feeling with this one. Kind of. So Nat goes to place the bet. The boys get excited, like, we're going to go get some food. And she's like, I'll be right here. I'm just going to stay here. Like, are you sure? So she stays put. They go get food. And she sees Duke over there. So she gets up to go talk to Duke. And he tells her that the horse that she picked doesn't stand a chance. It's some sort of special kind of race where all the horses are being sold. And so they're just trying to get rid of these horses. Yep. And he's like, "Eh, good luck, kiddo. That's not going to work. And she freaks out. She runs and catches up with Nat. He's still in line to place their bet. He hasn't actually done it yet. Mm-hmm. She begs him to change to Duke's suggestion, not hers. And he's kind of like, I don't know. I because, can't figure out what to do. Because and, the one that Andrea was going to pick wasn't 80 to 1. Yeah, it was going to, if you if it won, it they would win big. Big money. But the one that Duke is picking is a 5 to 1. Yeah. So they'll... They still, it's a They'd good chance. They still make money, but it wouldn't be as huge of it a deal. It wouldn't be as big of a deal. So he's having a real debate about it. And she's begging him, please, come on, don't trust me. I don't know what I'm doing. I really feel like Dukes is the right one to go with. And he goes up to place the bet when it's his turn, and he won't say who he went with. At he all. just won't tell her. Mm, nope. And he's like, nope, we'll see after the race. We'll, we'll talk about it then. Ask me after the race. Can't believe it. Great, Andrea. Remind me never to take you to Las Vegas. Ah, quit giving her a hard time. Yeah, don't blame me. I tried to tell him. Well, I hope you took my advice. I don't know. So he took Andrea's final advice. Yes. Go with Duke's Duke's bet, not mine. Which was good because Cupid's wing did lose. It came in second, but it still lost. Still lost, so they weren't going to make money. But the boys thought that Andrea had still just placed that bet. Mm -hmm. They didn't know anything about this other conversation. And they're so confused and like, do you know what's going on? So Nat and Andrea start freaking out and cheering. Cheering and hugging and they're so excited. Meanwhile, the boys are like, do you know what's happening? No. Do you know? No. Okay. They look so confused. It was pretty funny. It was hilarious. So that's where we end all the stuff that happens at the track. Yep. And at this point, we go over back to the dentist's office. And again, Mel does not have a patient this time. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And Jackie walks in very Calm. humbly and calmly. She apologizes. And they make up. Yes. And they kiss. And it's all going to be happy. Yes. And at this point, Mel calls out to his receptionist. Hey, there's a box on my desk. Would you bring it here? And she comes in with this little ring box. She's so adorable. And she hands it to him, and she still stands in the doorway. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. And she still stands there. Um, 
Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, 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 right. I'll go. And then she turns on the leaves and I thought that was hilarious because it was, it was so such funny. a receptionist moment. But so then rather than wait until the Valentine's Day dinner that they planned and then canceled and then yeah. did again, he proposes here. He gets down on one knee. She says yes. Aww. Oh, our hearts melted just a little just bit. Just a little bit. So we go over to the Walsh's. So that, that's the end of what we see at the Taylor's, I think. No, we do see the dinner. Oh, we do. We, we see yep. a, a very small little bit of the dinner. Yes, they toast. Donna does end up going. Yep, Donna ends up going. They toast apple cider, sparkling apple cider. Yes. Because, well, we have underage kids and she's pregnant. So Mel's like, all right, I guess sparkling apple, apple cider, cider all around. It's always really precious. And over at the Walsh's, Dylan is there to pick up Brenda. So he says they're going to go see a play. And she's like, well, what does it have to do with all the hints you gave? And that's when he says, we have something else to do before the play. And so they head to this other place and he's explaining it to her. Donating blood? You know, I never would have guessed this in a million years. Well, it's like I said, you gotta be 17. We will be laying down. Blood is warm, red, and close to your heart. It's probably a very good thing that you kept it a secret because I just might not have come. Brent, I know you're scared. It's not that big a deal, really. Yeah. Actually, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. See, when I was a little kid, I was in an automobile accident. My head went through the windshield until I got the scar. I needed a lot of blood. Anyway, I decided that when I got older, I'd give some back. I thought you wouldn't do it with me. But why tonight? The accident happened on Valentine's Day. Stella, it's weird, but somehow this is the most romantic thing we could ever have done to you. Happy Valentine's Day, Brad. Happy Valentine's Day. So Luke Perry in real life did have a scar. From what I've read on the interwebs, like a machine, a vending machine or something fell on him when he was a kid yeah. and he had to get some stitches and that's why he has that scar on his eyebrow. Sometimes they fill it in, sometimes they don't. Yeah. And apparently it just got to the point when they just decided to write it into the storyline. They've mentioned it other times. Yeah. But it's just really cute how they must have written it in like, okay, we're tired of coloring this in. I can imagine that. Yeah. The customers are just like, the makeup crew's like, we're tired can of we coloring in. stop coloring in Luke's scar? Can you just write it in so we can just leave that as is? Because it's cute. It because looks nice. Exactly. It's it's a cool scar. Like, for instance, your uncle, mm -hmm. he has this one stripe on his eyebrow that's gray. All yeah. of his eyebrows are dark. And it was he was overseas in the military for a couple years, mm -hmm. a few years, many, many years ago now. Yeah. But he was in the Middle East. And he came back with that gray stripe on his eyebrow. Like a scar. But it's, it's the still has hair, mm -hmm. but that part of his eyebrow that's almost shaped like Luke Perry's scar. Yeah, it's just gray hair right there, and so something happened over there that caused that. That is kind of top secret. We don't know, and we probably never will know. No, but he left with normal colored eyebrow. He came back with a gray stripe. So it's understandable people want to be like, how did that happen? Yeah, and whenever Dylan would be in an episode where they didn't fill in his eyebrow. People would be... From you did many times. You're just like, why, why is it... Scar? What's that? What's that? What's the scar? Is that the actor's scar? Is that the character's scar? No, that's him. That's the actor. They didn't pluck it. They didn't try to make it look that way. That's just nope. the way it was. And so they kind of just gave a, a little episode, in-episode yeah. explanation 
for Dylan's character. Of and why I thought he has that was a really cute writing it in for Valentine's Day because yeah. that's where his that apparently the character that's when his accident happened was on Valentine's Day, which is a really sweet way to explain a scar. Yep, and also a really sweet thing to do on Valentine's mm -hmm. Day. I may not be able to handle needles or be <laughs> or weigh enough to donate blood for my height. Oh my goodness! Yeah, but did you guys that's know really that's a thing? Yeah. You can be you can, if you don't weigh enough, you can't give blood. Yeah, I just am not, too tiny for that. And yep. I, you're about fifteen pounds under the yeah. minimum that you have to be to be able to give blood. I'm not blood. like underweight health wise. You you could put on a couple pounds, I but could. wait till you get pregnant. You will. Right. But as far as, like, just general life, it's yeah. not like I'm unhealthily underweight or something. No, she eats, guys. Trust me. I eat plenty. I feed her. <laughs> I see it. Yeah. But for donating blood, you have to be of a certain weight for mm -hmm. your height, so that way you're not going to, like, pass out. Yep. But it just... So the episode ends, sweet. and the, you can hear the music little interlude there that goes mm -hmm. from them sitting there talking to them holding hands, laying down on tables next to each other. Donating blood. Donating blood with the opposite arms. Yes. That's really cute. And that's how the whole episode ends. This was a really fun episode. There's a lot in this episode. There was, was really busy. like three storylines. There was three. Uh, three main storylines. But yeah, I didn't feel lost in any of them. Yeah. I yeah. didn't either. It was really good. They did a really good job of keeping track of where everybody was mm -hmm. at at what point. So, Hannibal, thoughts, reviews, ratings, all that stuff. I really, really enjoyed this one. Okay. Like I've said a few times, I think, <laughs> like you said earlier, this is where the drama feels like it's starting to ramp up a little bit more. Yep. And as much as I did enjoy the PSA episodes, they were starting to feel a little bit like that season one period where yeah. we had a PSA, we had a little bit of this like acknowledging a certain topic that's hard. And I was kind of getting a little bit sick of that, but then this episode comes in with some drama, the gossip train caused a lot of problems, and it was just entertaining. So I went with an 8.5 because I can feel that there's going to be something that I'm going to like even more coming mm -hmm. up soon. So I want to save my 9s and 10s. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. What about you, Mom? What did you give this one? I also really liked this episode, as I've said also many mm -hmm. times throughout recording today. I've always, I've made it very clear I don't like filler episodes. Yeah. Maybe I should say, it's not that I dislike them. I just think they're blah. I love the story building episode when it's, you can feel, even if you hadn't seen ahead like I have, you, Hannah Bell, I know that you felt and saw that this is building and growing to something more. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Yeah. And I love because it's like you just, you're climbing, your, your plot of the overall story is growing. And it's just, it feels like this is why I watch the show. Exactly. I don't watch it to be a standalone episode. I watch it because I like how the characters grow week to week. Yeah. I gave this one a 9.0. Ooh. I really, really liked it. I loved how they had the three story plots. I liked the, the three story plots took place in different places. Yeah. Like we said before, it wasn't just the Walsh house, the peach pit, and the school. It was new places that we hadn't seen at yeah. all before. We were at the school. We were at the Walsh's. We were at the Taylor's. We were at the dentist's office. We were at the track. We were at the peach pit. We are bike riding. We're bike riding. Donating blood. Donating blood. Yeah. So many different That's places. Right there, real quick, we just named eight different places where the plot was taking place. We had three major storylines that all felt 
important to what's going on with our characters. Yeah. We're not just focused on these two people and everyone else is just side characters. Everyone felt like a main character this week. Yep. Was Which was really great. I liked it. It was really fun. So can I have my teaser for next week now? Yes. Yay. Yes. Next week is called Cardio Funk. Okay. Tim. Hi. Sure, it's okay. No, no, you did not make a fool out of yourself last night. Who is Tim Matthews? I don't know. Oh, I can't. I have other plans. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Sounds like she likes him. All right, well, thanks for calling. You're very sweet. What are you staring at? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Thanks again, Dylan, for getting me out here. It was, it was fun. Oh, anytime. Listen, I was wondering if you feel like going to the movies tonight or something? I can't. I made plans already. Oh, no sweat. I'll find something to do. It's just not that easy being by myself, you know? Yeah. I am so confused about what just happened. <laughs> that was Brenda on the phone with another dude. Yep. And Dylan talking to a random girl? You've seen her before. Is is that the girl from the green room? Yep. She comes back? Yep. <gasps> I thought that was her voice, and I'm yep. sitting there like, is that the girl from the green room? We haven't seen her for a long time. And I did not pull these from different parts of the show. This is literally exactly how it happened in the show. Don't tell me Brenda and Dylan are having another will-they-won't-they they moment. We'll see you guys next time right here on Back, Back to, to the, the Peach Pit. You sound so defeated. That was great. <laughs> To pixabay.com for their royalty free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band. Hey guys, wanted to take a minute and remind you where you can find us online. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are back to the Peach Pit. We also ask that if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help other listeners find us, and we would really appreciate that. We look forward to hearing your thoughts about this week's episode.